0: Hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight <laughs> Owl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this week I'm I am joined. Anonymous.
0: <laughs> this week I'm joined by Aaron. Say hi, Aaron. Hey, everybody. How are you? Sweet. I'll just move that to the front. Fuck, man. This was a lot of fun. 45 minutes goes by fast when you're talking to a buddy.
1: Did I tell you that uh, we pre ordered that? New uh D book coming out next month. I think you
0: mentioned so, it. So Which like, one's that gonna be? Is that the one shots? It's
1: yeah, the 17 one shots. It's like a Deborah and Wall put one in. Chris Perkins wrote one. Uh, but it sounds like they're already kind of pre prepped for like new ones. So this might be the this might be the one for Jeanette to really look at as a new
0: just for our listeners, do you want to, to describe a what a one shot is?
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot a recording. Uh, I'm just that of good Avengers.
0: of a host, I've already put you at ease.
1: That that a boy. Throw me right in the polls here. Yeah. Uh, one shot one shot is just a very shorted uh, like role playing adventure, depending on you know, it could be D D, could be a uh, Finder. Usually runs maybe three to four hours for that little little adventure it's not full-blown campaign it's more like you know it could be like a section of an area that you just have to go through so it takes your characters like maybe from level one to maybe two or three yeah it's just something you can get through in the night which is nice if you're able to commit to doing like a full-blown campaign or if you can't get together too often
0: which is, like, uh, with all of the, the Roll20 and stuff like that, it's becoming easier and easier for people to do. But on a full-size campaign, that can take years, you know?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, especially for, I think it's great for new people or people like myself that haven't played since they're teenagers and get back into it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a great, great idea, great concept. Yeah. Um, Then, you know, again, going back to the players, it's a perfect opportunity to jump in and see if they do like it without getting too invested. I'll be like, okay, it's only one night. I wasn't too, wasn't my thing. Then, you know, they're not going to make, you know, that that adventuring party another character short because it wasn't, wasn't what they thought it would be.
0: Yeah, I've I found that extremely hard for myself as far as convincing other people because I've got a, a group right now that's very interested in doing uh, like a campaign with me. But right. you know, like it, I can only take it so far. Like it's at a point now that I, I was telling them, I, I will gladly do it. I want to run them through the same campaign that we were we're all doing.
1: But yep, that's a good. Yeah.
0: But the idea is like you—you you still gotta go and do all the research and read up and like figure out your characters. But they haven't been listening to the podcast like you and I have, so it, it's oh, oh there's a, oh, sorry, keep going. No problem. Uh, um, yeah, like so we have such a background by listening to the Glass Cannon podcast and other D and D podcasts that they just don't have. So like, even I like what, three years of listening to 400 episodes of GCP, and like, I still can't get all the way through the, like, Dungeon Master book.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good good ones on YouTube as well. The, uh, the, what, um, like, Dungeon Dudes are good, it's taking 20, so another good one with a lot of information for, you know, players, DMs, Uh, recommendations on which source material you know you should go with Uh, a lot of the ones i've been coming across is player's handbook book number one Mm -hmm. monster manual book number two the dm guide it's hit or hit or miss uh it's not a necessity it's a lot of a good stuff um i find there's also a lot for creating your own c- campaign your own world which you know for newer people that's gonna be way beyond their I, their uh their scope
0: i want to do that um, but i think in all honesty we got to start with like the amazing campaigns that are pre-built and the monsters are oh, already there
1: oh i love the pre-made i like the same thing like oh my god he just awesome and build your own world you know it's all your imagination going into it but mm-hmm. you can also do that you can also do that with the pre-made pre-written ones uh they're, they're very very well done um the starter set in the uh essentials kit Yeah. are more so the starter the starter kit is uh, uh i find laid do better for beginning the end beginning player uh it's kind of organized a little bit yeah. a little bit better it can get a little too much going on if you let it there is a lot a lot your uh you can take your pcs to do your player characters yeah so uh, that's that's, that's one, one that's one i want to run there we go
0: yeah oh my god that's an amazing background buddy i will <laughs> All right, so we were just talking about like all the different books that you have and like the suggested reading, but let's say you and me are gonna start a campaign with a bunch of newbies. Like, if someone, if you were trying to explain it to somebody to get them to play, how would you describe D anD D? Like, what is Dungeons and Dragons?
1: Oh, well, for me, it's a fantasy setting for a group of. Reserve. Even people you you don't know, yeah, get together. You, know, you create a fantasy character. that's already you know set on you know, the uh, classes and for what you can choose from. Uh, it can just a place where you can be anyone, anything. Use your imagination and run with it.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a good good place to just get away. know have some laughs of good times yeah Uh, anything that you know hang on may have read some some books and got ideas like oh that might be interesting to try in this game with a character um yeah you can just incorporate so much stuff into it from I, real world or stuff you read. I think the
0: best uh, description I've heard so far is it's cooperative storytelling. Like you like you said, you get together, Fair you're true. in this cool new world and you're all telling a story together. Like it's it's really team-based. Even the dungeon master that you're like working against, you're all working towards telling a story together. And like the dice play a big role and you got to roll with the dice.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah that's a great great way to great way to put it. Um yeah I like how dungeon master is more a guide job mm-hmm. everyone column, them, and the players and their characters are the story drivers the what they choose the dungeon master relates to what what happens based on their decisions, their roles, his roles. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely all have to work. together, But I think it comes down to whatever the players put into it. Yeah. That's what you're going to get out of it.
0: Absolutely. And like, you got to have respect for your players. If someone doesn't want to role play and like put on a crazy voice and do stuff, or if somebody else does, like there's that balance that you have to, to come to the table with and allow people to, play whatever way makes them comfortable. But yeah, we've we've seen it. We've read the stories because you and I are both big into this and we've been trying to get it going. It's just, it's difficult dedicating the few hours that you would have to uh, like once a weekend or once every two weeks to, to tell the story together. And like, based on everybody else's schedules or level of commitment, like how do you find, how do you find that like ability to kind of come together and like, Maybe some players play style is that like it's adversarial, like they want to be this like roguish, like independent character, but you've got a team of people trying to accomplish the same goal. So like, yes, you may want to win over that person, but you can't be so intransigent that you don't want to help or like, well, I'm just going to go off and do my own thing. Like, yes, you could do that. And that could be a part of the story.
1: But yeah, you got to be, it's a, it's a team, team thing, right? Like I, yeah. when I got my, I look at it as it's you not know, a good way to promote team building skills, mm-hmm. communication, your imagination on. um, you know, just storytelling, you don't, it's not something that's expected to do. Just have, have fun with it. You know, if you give them like little, uh, little, uh, perks or traits, yeah. Be like, oh yep. And that gives you a bit of a visual. But yeah, as far as the I think you have to like really, really deep dive role play with them with different voices, uh nah, it's not it's, it's, No. And you to come up with the expectations, the rules for their campaigns, or one shot. Yeah. however they're going to do it like, Okay, what do you want out of this? What do you want out of this? What do you want out of this? Yeah. What are you guys comfortable with?
0: well and that's what so I find I heard, like,
1: come right
0: with with our group it's hard to get out of people because like I've asked those questions and like some people yeah. give you good answers some people are just so new that they don't know other people are like right. I just want to play like I don't know what to say beyond that and that's not like a condemnation of anybody like that's on me as the dungeon master to, to get a bit better and teach you know like the communication has got to be both ways and like I need to know what you want out of this so I can deliver that and then everybody can get what they're coming to the table. Like, they can get what they came for. Um, so right. it, I've got my group of friends here, and, like, what I envision happening over the course of this year is like I'd like to start up my compa- campaign again. I had some uh, personal stuff going on, so I just lost the time. So I'm going to start the campaign back at the Sunless Citadel. Uh with another group and I'm going to keep you guys just you guys are probably months ahead of where they are and as long as like I I keep playing I'll be a little more educated and like so if I'm trying to get these guys in and I've tried to get them to go do the reading and stuff that just it's hard there's no interest to do that they just want to play what do you think are the bare minimum things that I could do should I build characters for them or should I sit down with them and help them build their characters
1: uh i think the best way to do that is have everybody and you can everybody together Mm -hmm. you know be zoom skype or at least so you can see everybody i know it's all with the covid and everything now it's all everything's all virtual yeah uh you know just everybody build the characters together then they can ask each other questions ask each other input you're there it's like oh what should i what should I do? Then they can relate, be like, oh, what if our characters, wouldn't it be cool if our community have this in the background Then they can all correlate together and already build that, you know, dynamic for their, for the party. It help draw their ground. Maybe they struggle with trying to come up with the background for the yeah. characters, which a lot of, a lot of people do. Like you said, they just get right into the, right into the game. Here's the bare bones background. What, which, which you know, I like having a, Nice, even like a one-page background, so it enables like yourself for you Dungeon be like, okay, I have this information, incorporated in this part of the adventure, mm-hmm. this, somewhere else, and then you can build sections around each each character, be like, okay, here's your time to just yeah. focus on yours. Here's section just going to focus on your characters. So they all get intimate relationship with character in the DM and then
0: they get the whole party well and they, that, if that's anything we've learned from the GCP is like less can be more like you, you make a, a page as opposed to a novel like with a page is oh, good because sure. you have an idea of who your character is but then you leave it so much more open okay. for throwing other stuff in there that's going to mix well like and gives the GM ability to throw stuff in there too
1: um, oh, absolutely when I was no, I home
0: brewing good. in our campaign did you enjoy it? Or was that like a bit much? When I was I, like,
1: I, no, I like the homebrew. dude like the extra stuff just gets thrown in that you wouldn't think would be there. Yeah, it's just having those like little little surprises. But yeah, it's it's nice. I'm all, I'm all for homebrew as long as it doesn't you know really alter. Yeah. What the players are do, I'm sure. Like, could you know. Take a off the rails, be like, Oh shit, that didn't work out. Yeah. But then again, then again I could just be like, Oh man, just made this whole whole section even that much better. Be like, oh that was great and just you know, and then people just talk better. Be like, oh remember Tim did this? And I'd be like, Oh yeah.
0: He's freaking okay. awesome. All right. Well I feel pretty good about that because that's something that I, I kept me interested while we were doing everything. Is like that was that was cool to me.
1: That's another thing I like about the system. Like you can just add in your own little flair mm-hmm. in, into the game. You're like, oh, man, this might be cool here. Yeah. Or this this monster doesn't work. It's gonna be oh, this monster would be holy oh, kick ass right here instead. Yeah. So interchangeable that way. It's just, it's great. Well, thanks, man.
0: Like it, I don't know, maybe that's something that can come to come to the show as well. Like once we establish. Because it's pretty early on in the year. I've gotten a lot of interest from people for being regulars or being a part of the Midnight Owl. So, uh, you know, and I talked to you about maybe tomorrow I'm going to be doing another episode, or I guess I should say next week, because it would be coming out the following week uh, with Chris. And then yeah. down the road, like maybe all three of us sitting in. But I know there's uh, interest from Chris to do d and as well. Maybe there's room within the midnight owl to start our own campaign or a couple one shots and see how that goes and, you know, see if anybody else wants to come in or, you know, but I'd like to establish just the, the three of us hanging out because Chris is fucking cool. You're fucking cool. And like, we can have our own. Thanks man. man. But like, we can have, have this, like make, make our show before we, we start doing like uh, spin off projects that are a lot of work. But, um, when did you start playing? You said like when you were in high school?
1: Oh, that was the last time I played before jump back in with you guys. I was, or I got the basic set when I was like seven or eight. And, oh, it's funny. It's just a couple of neighbors. Well, maybe that played one more than any others. Like I grew up in the that's a good number right there. Hell yeah. not 20, brother. Really. Um, but yeah, I grew up you know, in a small area at the time. wasn't really common where I was. Yeah. Being, only, being the only child, if my you know, friends were into it, would be like really nobody to play with, so I just relied on and just kind of like basically rolled up a couple gear year for from myself and just took myself to the, <laughs> the adventure. Right? That's it's like fucking awesome. an adventure. Yeah,
0: using your imagination, man.
1: Oh, geez, yeah. So I, mean, I did if I was an only kid, right? You just thought. How did you, you hear about D
0: and D then? Like, because that would have been back in the day.
1: Yeah, that was the early eighties. Um, was it like uh, on see, the I TV? Don't remember. Don't remember how I even I just remember. You know, I my uh, parents bought me the. Basically, I ended up in the advanced. some, you know, some the modules here and there. I wish I had it all, mm-hmm. just to see what they look like now compared to oh, back yeah. then. And some of some of the books I had, um, you know. And then also re- reading like d novels, like R.A. Salvatore, really yeah. good author with it. Um,
0: did you hear about the Dragonlance um, ladies?
1: I I did their uh, oh. for this new trilogy. Um, I started reading the the original again. The uh, and *Twilight*, or Dreams yeah. of Autumn*, *Twilight*. I have it all. That's uh, so, backwards right now.
0: So I, I forget their names. I think Terry Pritchett.
1: No, So.
2: Uh, oh man.
0: I'll Google it. See so if I can come. Yeah.
1: Uh, was it Tr- was it Tracy Hickman and? Marg-
0: That's Marg- them. Jerry. Tracy Hickman. So the way that I heard the story was that they pretty much got screwed over, like for whatever reason, there was like a, they got signed up to do some books and stuff like that. Everybody, not everybody, there's a large uh, fan base for people that really enjoy the Dragonlance setting. So within Dungeons and Dragons, there's a whole bunch of like almost parallel worlds where stuff is going on and then each world is made up of different countries with different political stuff. But the Dragonlance setting was very, very popular. And then they stopped it because of this lawsuit where these two women came up with a whole world, they had kick-ass books by all accounts, and stuff like that, and then they kind of got screwed over, allegedly, because I'm just kind of paraphrasing what's happening. But now Wizards of the Coast that owns D&D has realized how much they fucked up and they paid them out and they brought them back on to write a couple more books and some more campaigns.
1: Yeah. there's was a, when they were with TSR back years ago, mm-hmm. that was just, it's just my looking back on it. I, you know, it's not factual or anything. So it's just take it with a grain of salt. But with the amount of material that they seem put out, it looked like a really good, Working relationship they had TSR TSR went under WOC um, took out, took over uh, TSR and, and yeah they just kind of went quiet for a bit and you heard about that lawsuit then it just got you know kind of sold out of court it's happening now they have spoken back writing which is great for not only Wizards of the Coast and those two authors you know, but I think the whole that whole fantasy industry. Oh yeah, just terrific news. Um, because I've heard the books like
0: even if you don't play D anD D, the books are really solid. They're like a lot of they, fun.
1: They are. They have some great characters. Uh, very well. The world of Kren is just seems amazing, and I did read. I can't remember the source. Um, but they're hoping that with this new lawsuit and everything done and everybody back working together that they bring some D&D 5e adventures and the World of Prince setting, which I think would be very cool.
0: That'd be awesome. Yeah. But you don't want to,
1: ups- there, but, yep.
0: yeah, you don't want to upset those girls because they, they, they just, Oh my God, they're so talented. They built such uh, so much.
1: Uh, they, were, they were Gary Gygax and them created D&D. I think they became the face of, with all their writing, uh, some of the modules they did. Like, they came out with the original Ravenloft.
0: Oh, they did Ravenloft, too?
1: They yeah. nah, I've they
2: did
0: never original. gotten to play in Ravenloft. I've only, like, kind of vaguely heard about it, but it's one of those ones that's whispered around gaming tables about how cool it is and fleshed out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is pretty. Lots like I was like, oh man, I need to run this on my book. Look at all for first time DM. I think I'd be biting off more than I could for that one. Mm-hmm. I just have to start smaller, but it's just, yeah, it's just amazing for the industry to have them back in the fold. And I can't wait for their books to come out, which I think later this year that you're supposed to have some release dates uh,
0: what books were you reading recently though? the ones with the uh, drow so like it's uh, el- elves but evil that live underground
1: yeah they are the uh, Legend of Drizzit series um, it is the d d setting again Salvatore mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh can't remember like bucks for that character, like close to thirty. Oh, wow. Um Yeah, so basically the premise is he's a drow which is a dark elf live in this city called Menzo baronson and very, mm-hmm. very sick, twisted creatures. Just really a very torturous. Mm-hmm. Um, dabble in dark magics. You know, they all raid the surface elves and just slaughter. They have no. Scruples, basically. Yeah. Um So this Dark Elf turns his back on his people. He goes to the, goes up to the surface, and travels to Icewind Dale and kind of hide, resides there and befriends like a dwarf, a uh, other like barbarian, another, another. It's it's pretty good very good series uh, I enjoy it um, he's what I base Carrick off of Yeah. I just because I love the fact that he's just his skills his personality and just that he he has that conscience that you don't really associate with his he's like this is, you know the way they treat people wrong uh, I can't can't do it I can't just Live how my people do. I just forsake it, even though they will transite for it.
0: Yeah, a twist on a classic kind of D and D race. That's that's
1: awesome. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, I'll bring the first one for you. on um, Friday, I'll have a desk. If you want to check it out.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely check that yeah. out.
1: Yeah, that's like three three books and one novel, so they're kind of kind of thick, but they're real again yeah, really really well. Amazing, amazing fancy writer
0: might take me a while to get to it i just discovered at work that uh because we use the uh, US VPN there that uh yeah. all of the stargate episodes are on uh are on the netflix Every break I've been going out, I nice. just watching a little bit of Stargate one at a time. Classic 90 <laughs> sci-fi. It's so bad, and it's so good all at the same time. It is. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. I grew up coming home off the bus and watching that and Star Trek Voyager, but it is <laughs> so good, man. Oh. First couple hey, here's, episodes. Here's
1: our, it's, it's funny. When you get off the bus, that's what you watch. I When I got off the bus, Ninja Turtles. G.I. Joe, nice and and uh, some uh, Transformers.
0: That is awesome. Well, we didn't get a lot of <laughs> cartoons when we were like during my time. It was uh, like Stargate and Voyager when I was in high school. I guess we had Gargoyles, um, Batman: The Animated Series, which was yeah. stellar. Mark Hamill as the Joker, unbelievable. good. Uh, he was good. a great Joker. Yeah, he's amazing. I think Heath Ledger beats him out, but he was he was the best for a long time like his body of work is just amazing well i guess they don't have to be it's apples and oranges there's two different jokers both are great yeah
1: yeah uh ledger for the live action awesome insanely good joker but yeah but for the voice acting hamill all the way
0: oh and like the harley quinn in that too was perfect like, just like she's getting slapped the fuck around <laughs> and, and like apologizing for it, and then, like, I was like, uh, ten years old. That doesn't seem right. You're not supposed to hit it, girls. Uh, the first couple episodes of uh, Stargate, I forgot how dark it was, but like it's its weird to take with how, like, it seems dated now. You look at all the computers; they're so old. Those big white, like, faded yellowy computers and stuff. But uh like I think it's like the third episode they try to address because in the movie, Kurt Russell's character went on the mission because his son found his gun and shot himself in the head and killed himself. So he's like, oh, I'm suicidal. I'll go to this alien planet. I don't know why they needed to add that in. but <laughs> in the like the fruitless season they mentioned it a few times. but one time he's an alien takes over his body and sends like a replicant to Earth and he's looking for his son. Where is my boy? (laughs) Uh, He shot himself in his head, Jack. Mm, (laughs) But where is he? (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) Oh man,
1: I never got into that one. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. The
0: further you get into it, the weirder it gets, but the better the effects. It's oh, it's wonderful. They, I guess, uh, I was just reading an article. They released a. DVD like a Blu-ray where they redid all the special effects but I guess there's like they didn't do it well it was just kind of rushed out and they wanted to slap that on there so there's a bunch of like weird like effects happening that don't make any sense I'm still tempted That's to buy too it That's funny. Box it as well. It... Oh man, I don't have 200 dollars to drop on that i'm trying to save up for a vr set all my yeah. buddies instead of getting the playstation fives they went out and they got the uh the oculus rift <laughs> so now i'm fucking Sorry. left out and i'm got to hear i'm like yelling from downstairs my roommate like they're fucking fighting zombies on arizona sunshine or playing beat saber and stuff i just i got nothing
1: i thought you got vr i got the vr for the
0: playstation but no one else got it they went Go.
1: oculus uh, don't tell me you're going to go PC.
0: I'd consider it. The Oculus is all self-contained, though. So, but I'll have $600 to drop on that, and then another $600 to drop on a PS5. And then what do I do with the PS4? Like, it's not going to be able to have any resale value.
1: Oh, it, oh, it, it will. Yeah? um stopped production on... Or the, or stopping production on the PS4 Pro to use those lines to pump out more PS5.
0: We gotta set up uh, to get talking in the group chat again. Like maybe get everybody uh, on to Skype or something, then have a have a meet up and talk about getting D and D going again. And because like I know that Saturday evenings we found that working pretty good. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah that was a good one. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta take a look at it because I don't want to give up all of my Saturdays. You know, but it, it, we're back in lockdown. It's not like I'm going anywhere or doing anything, you know, but after this is all yeah. said and done, it would be nice to you know get out and meet somebody. I've been oh, single so long, my fucking gym <laughs> socks are looking for a commitment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome. uh, that's a masturbation joke, folks. It's pretty funny, <laughs> just in case. You-
1: yeah. Go watch him. You'll get it
0: then. Uh, you can rewind this and then hate me more. Not as much as <laughs> I no, hate myself. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, my God. well, buddy, we're up to like 43 no. minutes. Is there anything else we want to get into?
1: No. No. It's pretty tight episode uh, so far. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot, man. Couldn't wait for this. So just jacked to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me on, by the way.
0: No problem, man. I'm I'm happy to have you. Um, I'm going to just do something real quick. Uh, I forgot to do an introduction. Let's say your name, I think. So...
1: Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I
0: didn't say it either.
1: Anonymous. Here we
0: go. Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to the Midnight <laughs> Owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This the week I'm joined. Guest,
1: anonymous.
0: <laughs> this week I'm joined by
1: Aaron. <laughs> Say hi, Aaron. Hey everybody, how are you?
0: Sweet. I'll just move that to the front.
1: Fuck, man, this was a lot of
0: fun. Forty-five minutes oh, goes by cool. fast when you're talking to a buddy.
1: Well, like you said, we just, you and I just feed off one another so well, man. Like right from basically the start when we first met, it's just so easy. Yeah. Yeah. We have all the same Same lights person.
2: That's nice and easy Fuck yeah man Did
1: I ever get you any of
0: the Midnight Owl patches?
1: No Not that you didn't do
2: Yeah,
0: Now that you're on the show I'll bring you a patch Yeah Alright I'm patched
1: I'm lit Hell yeah I'm part of the crew Yeah buddy And then I'll yeah. uh... throw down my, my leather jacket
2: okay
0: all right uh so aaron you're gonna do your one true three so i am excited to hear what is your truth and what is your two lies give us your
1: stories all right so they're gonna be kind of short and sweet let's see if you can perfect which one may be the maybe the truth and which two are the lies
0: I'll ask you a couple questions after you're done telling all three stories
1: all right yeah there's not gonna be a boss story so like you say you ask ask the questions like get into yeah into them a little bit more all right so for the majority of people who haven't seen me I'm not like a really like a big tough tough looking guy so um, this guy's never been in a fight is one okay? Um, I I've worked on a set for TV movie. Ooh, what? And I've never been in Canada.
0: Never been in Canada.
1: Okay. So there's my. You're one true. There's my three. three.
0: All right, the first yes, one sir. you've never been in a fight. Has someone ever punched you, like in a bar fight or anything? Like tried to fight you?
1: Uh, perfect, no, no, um, do you um, count
0: any sports fights? Cause I know you played hockey.
1: <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Certainly years I played hockey. Not a, not a single fight.
0: Okay. Um, story number two, you worked on a set of a TV movie. What was the name of the movie?
1: Feast of all saints. It was in. okay. Well, now you're going though. Um, yeah, it was uh, shot in, Lava it was shot in Ontario. Okay.
0: And what was the name of the movie again?
1: The Feast of All Saints.
0: Feast of All Feast Saints.
1: Yep, yeah, it was, uh, do you remember Anne Rice, who wrote, like, Interview of a Vampire? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of her books.
0: What was your job?
1: Set decoration.
0: Set decoration, okay. And number three was...
1: Never been out of
0: Canada. Never been outside of Canada. Um, your girlfriend is a travel agent, but COVID.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a good time for the travel industry. We won't go there right now.
0: Um, do you have a passport? That I do. Um, hmm. Have you. There's really no follow-ups to that. That's a tough one to ask <laughs> questions about. Um, I know with you having worked with you, things escalate very quickly. But you're a kind I don't man. Oh, know what you talk about there, Jimmy? Uh, so I don't think that you, you you would try to harm anyone unless they were coming after somebody you liked. Uh, never been outside of Canada. I could actually... I see you as a bit of a traveler, like you would have gone on a cruise or something. Two is so different that I want to pick two just for the sake of it being different, and you had the name of the movie set up. So I think either you're a very good liar, or it's number two.
1: Hey, you're nice, so I do it very nicely. I'm full of shit. <laughs> well, what was the true story? I on the TV... Or the set for TV movie *Football yes. Saints*. Um, I was living and working in Kingston at the time for a. a it was a landscaping company. We got contracted to help with the sets. Um, met Peter, Peter Gallagher. Um, oh wow! Very, very, very awesome guy. Uh got to talk to him for, for, yeah. 20 minutes or so when I did see him. Um, Forrest Whitaker worked on the project in the, sh- the key scenario where they were shooting. I didn't happen to see him though. Um, yeah, so they shot that in 2001. I uh, was actually looking at tonight. It, it went in Emmy. It was oh, up wow. For, I, think, I think it was up for three. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to check it out so you well know they did. I remember I was just finished scrambling help with some sets and tried to get out of the way of a shot
2: hmm. and
1: i heard the director yelling cut because they had somebody in the shot that shouldn't have been there. and i believe that was yours truly uh-huh. nice uh, <laughs> was, try to sneak on to be an extra really, really photo bomb <laughs> um, but no it was really interesting to to watch be a part of you know we uh got like nice case of beers I thanks which was our bonus yeah um yeah and I, I enjoyed it just you know have that few like week or two weeks or whatever it was and in, in the the industries i <laughs> guess um
0: fucking hollywood over here
1: oh shit yeah no it was it's was just, a, just a lot like I said, in the landscaping company, I was with, you know, golf groom, you know, sweeping parking lots, getting garbages and cutting lines, and you can be like, yeah, we need you guys to go work with the uh, production and help set up their uh, sets for the TV movie. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Everybody that I worked with with the company and Ring was great. They treated us well. So they didn't just look at us at, you know second systems even though we weren't like with them with them yeah it was, yeah, it was a great experience I yeah, I really enjoyed it wow um and going back to the low and in a fight yeah I've been a there's a I was just a kid buddy of mine was at my place and some other kid we didn't like and punched him in the face for I can't remember the reason so <laughs> I just dropped him um one of those into the Canada and up in a street fight in Paris. Oh wow. And luckily our guide got us out of there quick enough. We're on a guided tour at mm. Highwool. Um
0: A Street Fight in Paris. That sounds like the name of the it, movie.
1: It doesn't know. Um, yeah, I was left a left a club. Like the so it almost ties into your bar fight, but not uh, question, but not quite. We just left this club and we're heading back to our hotel. And there's two guys walking down the street with us, in, like 40s. They, again, it's like a class, school class trip. So there's a group of us, and one of the guys was a buddy of mine that played hockey with, and yeah. his girlfriend, a few other girls, and they just empty the bottles on the girls' heads and like welcome up, walking up France fuckers Of course, started. Like, girls started chirping back. These guys, drunk, kind of came in, and yeah, you know, shit
2: happened.
1: Yeah. Luckily, the French police didn't get involved because they were guns. Uh, yeah, do what you got to do.
0: That's amazing. Um, so how long has it been since you've been in a actual fight?
1: Oh man, yeah, that's. Yeah, that was like a long time ago. I was sixteen. Yeah. So I've my was clean since then. But yeah, I've been. I don't. am not like the fighter type, but.
0: Know, if, me either, if, man. Fucking happens. someone lands on the fucking head wrong and fucking all of a sudden they die or you're going to jail for manslaughter. Oh my god! <laughs> They'd have me in pigtails in no time. That ain't happening.
1: I, man. Oh, I hate. I had Paris. The like, uh, I got, like the his like the museums, the architecture, which was nice. Uh, now, people know, were anyway, Paris, yeah. They're total, at the train station. I had a gun pointed at my head from some guy just signed up for lunch. And just,
0: Somebody pointed a gun uh, at your head. Uh, you were getting just mugged.
1: Just, no, he was, he was. twenty feet away. And I could just you know how you're can tell like you get a sense you're somebody's eyeballing you. Yeah. You can feel eyes on you. Well it's like my yeah my boy Chris I played hockey with. And I just had this sense like, okay, something's off. So I just, you know, look over my right shoulder and you know just this guy's staring at us and you know what the fuck's his problem. So I just walk and, and then like, well whatever. So I'll go back talking to Chris and like I can still still feel eyes on me. wow mm-hmm. So I look again. Guys, just still not blanking, still, still staring. So you know, like sixteen-year-old kid, you know, you give up what, what? You, you know, to like fronting oh, on oh, him. The oh, fuck, fuck. He reaches and Gene Jack pulls a, you know, this revolver and points her at my head for like twenty feet. Jesus. Like, I'm like, so like, you know, kind of in disbelief. You're like, nah, this isn't happening. Like, you kind of like. Well, it must like be a, a toy TV, gun or right? something, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no way to do that right here. So I go back, talking to my guy. I'm like, "My shoulder He's got a gun pointed on my head. <laughs> he's like, what? So, so we locked him. He's like, yeah, that guy was there. So, and look again. He points it, puts it back in school. And he that's yeah, weird. That's fucking weird, weird. package with him. You're just like, what the fuck's he going, to do?" Like, he just, the whole situation didn't look right. Yeah. Like, he's so, so, so sketchy. Um, so I went, and, you know, told one of our teachers, and we tracked down the, you know, the place and the train station. But they did a just a quick look and couldn't find the guy. But it was, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a weird situation. That's wild. You know? um, but for the most part, that trip was good. I like, guess a whole European trip went on for March break. It was. Now for most part, it's a great trip. But yeah, for um, so the. First Paris goes the people, yeah. You know, there's gonna be other people who loved it. Yeah, and had no issues, but you know that just kind of turned you off right right away. Those two things happened. But yeah. guys, as far as, like I said, the architecture, and museums, incredible. The history of it, incredible. You know, going up there the Eiffel Tower, that's that was awesome.
0: Yeah, but, you never know. Like maybe you go back now and like just being older or something, it'll be different, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. i haven't gotten to europe london. yet i'd love to like, go to ireland oh, britain it's...
1: yeah i went to uh, we went to london england first and you know went to old london for a uh a medieval medieval festival you know they have uh, their medieval times here we went to one old london oh, oh man that wow. wow, it's like so friggin' sweet just like bring out all this food must have been i think it's like seven courses oh wow! They'd bring they give it to wine or ale i'm like I'm 15 years old 17 years old and oh
2: bring me the ale
1: <laughs> no i was and then they take your picture put it in a keychain i was plowed and you know i still have the picture actually my mom has that picture still on her keychain I'm like Man, mom i was drunk as Fuck now. <laughs> you were not like, look at my face. Mm. My eyes are like my cheeks are so red, my eyes are like can't even focus.
0: That sounds was, epic. How
1: old are you? I'm like That's not the point.
0: <laughs> it was legal there.
1: Don't worry about That's it. That's right. But oh man, I was a that was a, Um I'd have, oh of course I'd definitely do it again. Like you say, you know, I'm mm. much older now, so I'm sure the experience would be a lot different. But just, yeah, those two things.
0: Just well, Hopefully not it. too different. We can just still have some of that innocent fun. We got older. We didn't have to fucking grow up.
1: Oh, I didn't have up on just older. Hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. That was awesome, man. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, man. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to do it again.
0: Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to just end the recording. y'all. Yeah.